We are officially halfway through the WPIAL football season after tonight's week four festivities and conference play beginning to ramp up and some big games on the docket here in week four. Hi, everybody. This is Brandon Rossi, your host of the Whippy Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. And in case you missed the show last week, a little bit of a different format um, from the first couple of episodes. We start things off with our top five in each classification. Then we go to rising teams, players of the week, and then finally our games of the week. And we're going to change things up a little bit on games of the week, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So first, let's get into our top five for each classification. We'll go from class 1A to class 6A, and we'll break it down for you on the Whippy Whip Around. So firstly, let's start with our class 1A top five. Number one team still remains Bishop Canavan after, despite getting a scare from Burgettstown, held on to win 38-17. And it's kind of funny to say holding on to win when you win by 21. But Bishop Canavan was able to pull away from the Blue Devils on the road. Uh, My number two team, this one may scratch some heads a little bit, but Southside Beaver, they're 4-0 to start the season, coming off of a big victory over Northgate last week, 49-0. And Southside's defense has been one of the best in the WPIAL uh, in Class 1A. In fact, they've given up the fewest points in all of Class 1A. So they say defense wins championships. Well, uh, the defense has done Southside wonders so far. Number three team is Laurel, who was off last week. Number four team is Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. They're 4-0 as well. They beat Carlinton pretty good. And number five team, jumping into the top five, the Union Scotties. They're 3-1, and and they're coming off of a huge win against the Shenango Wildcats, 46-7. Now going to Class 2A, our number one, our top three teams remain the same. Steel Valley, number one, after a big victory over Imani Christian. Still Rocks, our number two team, they're one and two, got their first win of the season. And, uh, well, you win 82-7, that's, that's like playing on rookie mode in Madden. Number three, Nishanik, 4-0, they beat Western Beaver 48-20. And our number four team, jumping into the top five, is Wash High. They beat Greensburg Central Catholic, a pretty good Greensburg Central Catholic team, 55-27. Only thing preventing Wash High from entering the top three right now is the defense has given up quite a few points, Um, but that's something that I'm sure that can be corrected as time goes on. Number five team, still Sarah Catholic, 3-1 on the season, coming off of a 38-20 win over Burl. Now moving on to Class 3A, Um, no changes in terms of teams in the top five, but uh, in the bottom, our number five and number four teams switch. So our number five team is Freeport after a loss to Armstrong, 49-7. Four team is now Beaver. They're 3-1 after a 25-7 win over South Park. Top three remain the same. Bell Vernon, uh, despite the loss to Penn Trafford last week, 14-13, they're still the number one team in Class 3A. And they're the only team in the top five in any of the classifications that has a losing record. But that just goes to show how much of a gauntlet that Belvern's non-conference schedule has been. Avonworth is two at three and one. And Elizabeth Ford undefeated, but still at three behind Avonworth, uh, at, at least for the time being. I'm sure that'll change at some point. Class 4A. 
Some changes, mainly at the top. Um, last week we had Aliquippa at number one, McKeesport number two. Well, this may draw the ire of Quips fans, but I now have McKeesport as my number one team in Class 4A. Um, after the 33-0 win over Laurel Highlands, Aliquippa, yes, dominant in the victory over Montour. The defense has been very, very stout. But the reason why I put McKeesport at number one over Aliquippa Strength of schedule. McKeesport um, defeating Laurel Highlands, who will be a playoff team in 4A, and they beat up on Penn Trafford, as we'll see, is in my top five as well in Class 5A. Might even be number one. So I can't ignore that. McKeesport, the number one team in 4A. Aliquippa is two. Central Valley is three. West Allegheny, four. And Armstrong, five in the Class 4A rankings. Probably the strongest... um, top five in all the WPIAL uh, in terms of ranking or in terms of records. Class 5A, well, we got a change up um, in Class 5A after Gateway. They were shocked by Franklin Regional 16-7 on the road um, against a Franklin Regional team that, quite frankly, isn't what they were a decade ago. Gateway falls out of the top spot and are now number two in Class 5A. Penn Trafford is now the number one team in Class 5A after the big win over Bell Vernon 14-13. Uh, three, four, and five, all coming from the same conference again, but a little bit of a shakeup. I have Bethel Park as the three team uh, after the win over Cannon Mack 36-28. Number four team is Upper St. Clair. They're 4-0. They beat Fox Chapel 49-7. And still rounding out the top five, Peters Township after a 42-28 win over South Fayette. They're also 4-0. Class 6A, well, again, a lot happened. Um, top team is now North Allegheny, the only undefeated team remaining in Class 6A. I mean, I have to put North Allegheny at the top of 6A just based off of the record. Um, they beat Baldwin 53-7, the Highlander team that has made strides, but North Allegheny put them right back in their place. Uh, number two, number three, Mount Lebanon at two, Central Catholic at three. And the only reason that is is because Mount Lebanon beat Central Catholic last week, 17-16, in a game in which Central Catholic held a, a pretty commanding lead and then just let it slip away in the second half to Mount Lebanon. And that just goes to show what coaching and team camaraderie can do. And Mount Lebanon gets the win over Central Catholic in our Class 6A game of the week last week. Our rising teams in around the WPIAL, uh, firstly, Class 1A, I alluded to it earlier in the show, Southside Beaver, the top team in Class 1A for this week. And as I mentioned, the defense has been very, very strong for the Rams. Shutout wins over Hopewell and Northgate have only allowed three touchdowns this season. Um, yes, they only won 7-6 over Riverside, but the defense kept them in the game as well. And uh, against Burgettstown, 38-14 winners over the Blue Devils. So, again, the, the defense has been very, very good for Southside, and that's the reason why they are the, the rising team in Class 1A. Now moving to Class 2A, our Class 2A team of the week um, is the Nishanic Lancers. Um, had a tough time deciding between the Shannock and Stowe Rocks, just simply based off the fact that 
Starhawks won by by three quarters of a century <laughs> um, against Charleroi. But Nishanik beating Western Beaver, I think, is a much more impressive win when you compare the two, especially considering that Nishanik won by four scores against the Golden Beavers. And Western Beaver, as I mentioned, um, they're going to be a playoff team out of the Midwestern Conference. And handing Western Beaver its first loss of the season, uh, the Nishanik offense has been very, very strong throughout the course of the, of the early stages of the season. They lead the Midwestern Conference in points per game at 43.5 points per game, and they are third in all of Class 2A in points per game. Steel Valley and Wash High, the only teams that average more points. Steel Valley 48.3, Wash High 47.8. But Nishanik 4-0. I mean, they could give Steel Valley and Still Rocks a run for their money. They're kind of a sleeper team that not a lot of people had um, anticipating to be as good as they are. But you know they they've they've surprised some people thus far, and Nishanik they're my class two A team of the week. Class three A team of the week is the is Beaver, the Beaver Bobcats getting a twenty five seven victory over South Park, and this is a Beaver team that dropped down from class four A to class three A. Yes, the Bobcats lost in week zero to Western Beaver, but. Um, have have won fairly close games. Um, they they beat Beaver Falls, which is a big win regardless, 1916. A lot of people were picking Beaver Falls to win Class 2A. Well, I, I think that the favorite has changed in 2A from Beaver Falls to Steel Valley. Also beat Freedom 28-18 and then started conference play with a big win over South Park 25-7. And Beaver, they are my... Class 3A Team of the Week. Class 4A, uh, the Team of the Week, it's the same as it was last week, and it will remain that way this week just for the simple fact that they're my new number one, and that's the McKeesport Tigers. Um, McKeesport, led by Bobby Boyd, at least until last week. Bobby Boyd was hurt early in the game against Laurel Highlands, but no Bobby Boyd, no problem, as the McKeesport uh, defense shut down the Mustangs, a pretty talented Laurel Highlands offense, and shut them out on the road. And McKeesport defensively has been very, very strong as well. Um, even though Aliquippa, in terms of yards, has been one of the best defenses I've ever seen at the high school level, um, McKeesport has given up fewer points per game than Aliquippa. Uh, 13 points in four games. Aliquippa gave up those two touchdowns to Armstrong. Um, McKeesport, second week in a row, Class 4A Team of the Week. They're also the new number one in our top five rankings in Class 4A. Class 5A Team of the Week is Franklin Regional. No, they're not in my top five, and um, they're 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, lost to Latrobe, 36-33. Okay, Latrobe, you know. Um, they, they, they're getting better. Um, shut out Connellsville, which you would expect. Connellsville has had some rough goes, um, in football. You looking at this matchup with Gateway last week, you think, oh, it's easy win for Gateway. Franklin Regional says, 
not so fast, my friend. And they shut down Brad Birch, Jaquan Reynolds, and the Gateway Gators um, in what was a stunner, probably the upset of the week in class in the WPIAL last week. And it was a balanced rushing attack that led the way for Franklin Regional. Zach Bueska and Roman Sarnik, they both rushed for over 100 yards last week against Gateway. That's a big, big reason why Franklin Regional got the win over Gateway. Uh, Just that steady attack, keeping the Gateway offense off the field, and Franklin Regional did its job. Class 6A team of the week, Mount Lebanon, after beating the number one team in Class 6A. And I just realized three of my top teams in the WPIL in each classification, um, they all lost last week, or at least when they were there, when they were number one last week. Bell Vernon lost to Penn Trafford. Gateway lost to Franklin Regional. Central Catholic lost to my 6A team of the week, Mount Lebanon. And it wasn't pretty at times. Mount Lebanon did fall behind against Central Catholic, 17-16. And, uh, well, Mount Lebanon ended up getting the win. Um, uh, the offense um, came alive in the second half, got a huge pick six uh, late in the game, and then drove right down the field and kicked a field goal as time expired. It was a short field goal, but it doesn't matter how long or how short the distance is, a win's a win, and you'll take it, especially against a team like Central Catholic, who has been a favorite in Class 6A, and that knocks Central Catholic out of the top spot in Class 6A. Now we'll look at our players of the week around the WPIAL from Class 1A to Class 6A. We'll start with Class 1A. And our Class 1A player of the week comes from the Union Scotties. As Union off to a very good start, 3-1. And and a big reason for that uh, 46-7 win over Shenango is my player of the week, Braylon Thomas. Rushed for 223 yards against Shenango. He led... Uh, Class 1A in rushing last week in terms of individual games and Union out to a really good start in the season. Um, They're 3-0 against WPIL opponents. Yes, one of them was Elwood City, who just snapped a three-year losing streak. Um, But Union beat Cornell, and last week they beat Shenango pretty good. And Braylon Thomas has been a key cog for the Scotties. Class 2A player of the week. There wasn't really any individual standouts when it comes to yards, per se. But in terms of touchdowns, this is a no-brainer. It's Cruz Brookins. Uh, ran for 155. Okay, that's a pretty decent number um, against Amani Christian, who, um, let's be honest, Steel Valley was a heavy favor to win that game. But um, the reason why Cruz Brookins, player of the week, five carries, Four touchdowns. The only carry that he had that didn't result in a touchdown was a sack. So, I mean, it's pretty hard not to have Cruz Brookins as your Class 2A player of the week as Steel Valley gets a big win over Amani Christian, 56-6. to Class 3A, um, I had a little bit of a tough time deciding between two receivers in Class 3A for my player of the week. Um, the runner-up from Class 3A's Player of the Week was Ty Keffer. He had nine catches for 159 yards in the win over Nock 
uh, for South Moreland. But um, ultimately, my player of the week is Zach Boyd. Five, he caught five passes, scored four touchdowns, and had 205 yards receiving against Shadyside Academy. Um, and yes, South Moreland did get the win against Knock, but um, when you look at things, Shadyside Academy, I think it's stronger than Knock, and um, and Zach Boyd torched the Shadyside Academy secondary and single-handedly won the game as a receiver, which is something you don't really see all too often. Class 4A player of the week comes in the quarterback position, and it's for a team that a lot of people did not have this high in Class 4A except for me. That's Gage Upton of West Allegheny. He threw for 197 yards, completed his first eight passes, and threw for three touchdowns. Yes, he threw an interception, but at that point, the game was already pretty much out of reach for West Allegheny. Um, yes, I am the West A broadcaster, so I'm going to know more about Gage Upton than maybe a lot of people would, but um, offensively, at least in the passing game, it was the, the best passing performance by far of the year, and he had a plethora of options to go to. Some other runners-up in Class 4A um, came from his own team. I had Roman Police high up there in my Player of the Week rankings. He had 105 yards rushing, 79 yards receiving for 184 total yards of offense. Um, but Gage Upton ultimately comes away with our Class 4A Player of the Week, and they're going to need a big performance from him in uh, this week's game for West Allegheny, which is a bit of a preview for our games of the week class 5a player of the week i think this one's pretty obvious if you've read any of the recaps from last week one person that has stuck out and might be the player of the week in all the wpiaal regardless of classification is jake phillips from hempfield he accounted for seven touchdowns against shaler threw for 321 yards threw as many touchdowns as he had incompletions against shaler and Jake Phillips leading a romp over Shaler, 48-7. Hemfield off to a tremendous start. They're 4-0. And they're coming up on probably the biggest game in Hemfield's football history in years. Um, not a lot of people had Hemfield this high up coming into the season. The defense has been stout. They've only given up three touchdowns. Two to Latrobe, one to Shaler. And... The offense has scored seven touchdowns in, or Hemfield as a team, I should say, has scored seven touchdowns through each of the first four games. So, I mean, it's hard not to like what Hemfield has, but they're going to get a big test next week or this week against Penn Trafford. We'll preview that later on. Class 6A player of the week, it's got to be someone from Matt Lebanon. My question is who? Um, I thought about the kicker because he kicked the game-winning field goal, but ultimately I went with Mike Byersdorf. Um, he had the pick six against Pittsburgh Central Catholic, which, yes, the first touchdown helped um, rejuvenate Mount Lebanon, but the pick six against Mount Lebanon or against Central Catholic I thought was a momentum changer, and they ended up winning that game on the road against Central Catholic, 17-16. And in my opinion, if Byersdorf doesn't pick off that pass 
we're not talking about this game as a as an upset in Class 6A, and we're not talking about Mount Lebanon as a team of the week and Byersdorf as a, play, a player of the week, but here we are. And finally, we're off to our games of the week around the WPIAL, and we're going to do things a little bit differently because conference play is ramping up. Instead of picking one or two games from each classification, we're going to pick the top game from each conference. So, for example, Class 1A, you have Big 7, Black Hills, etc., etc. The top game from each conference will be looked at for each classification. Um, This goes for non-conference. If there's more than one non-conference game, which is the case in Class 3A and in Class 5A, um, but that's where we're at right now. So let's start things off with the Tri-County South in Class 1A and just work our way up. Our Class 1A game of the week, the Carmichael's Mighty Mikes travel to Mapletown to take on the Maples, led by Landon Stevenson. Stevenson is probably the best player in the Tri-County South right now. Just eclipsed 4,000 yards rushing a couple weeks ago. And Mapletown off to a tremendous start. They're 4-0. And Carmichael's 3-1. Losing to Chartier's Houston, but beating West Green last week 46-27. This is a toss-up. Um, Landon Stevenson has been very, very good. But Carmichael's, I think, has more size. I think Carmichael's has uh, better history behind them. And I think Carmichael's will get the win in a battle of two of the top teams in the Tri-County South. Now moving to the Eastern Conference. Game of the week there is Leechburg at Clareton. Leechburg 3-1, and one, Clareton 1-3. One and, and Leechburg offensively has had, well, an explosion through the last three weeks, outscoring the last three opponents 202 to nothing. Now credit is against Summit Academy, who historically has not been good. Bentworth... Um, who, again, has had some struggles, and Springdale, who is winless on the season. Um, Clareton, 1-3, off to a rocky start, got back on track last week with a 54-0 win over Riverview. Um, but that's expected, considering Clareton has been, well, one of the best teams in, in the state of Pennsylvania, if not the country, and another tough one. Um, Leechburg has been unstoppable through the last three weeks, but it's been against, quite frankly, inferior competition. Clareton has had a tougher road. Um, and, I mean, you look at the losses Clareton has suffered. Westinghouse, who's probably the best team in the City League. Wash High, who is a top-five team in Class 2A. And Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, which is another top team in Class 1A. So it's not like Clareton's a bad one and three. Um, with that said, I th- I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here, but I'm going with Clareton. I think the history wins out. It's at Clareton, and historically, Clareton has had Leechburg's number. You look at last week, Leechburg had its best season probably ever, and Clareton beat him by three scores. So um, I got to stick with Clareton in this one. Black Hills Conference Game of the Week. Features the Fort Cherry Rangers at the Our Lady of the Sacred Heart Chargers. This is the game of the week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Olsh is 4 0. Fort Cherry 3 1. Um, Fort Cherry's got stellar play 
from freshman quarterback Matt Sig, who was a contender for 1A Player of the Week last week after accounting for a bunch of scores against Chartiers Houston. Our Lady of the Sacred Heart has one of the best passing games in the WPIAL. Nehemiah Azim is second in the WPIAL and third in the Pittsburgh area in passing yards. Only Chris Sabroni of Peters Township and Zion Fry from Carrick have thrown for more yards than Nehemiah Azim. Um, Azim has thrown for 1,100 yards, and at this rate he could pass Tyler Bradley um, for most passing yards in a season, which is no small feat. Um, Olsh a big win last week. Fort Cherry a big win last week. I got to go with Olsh. Um, Olsh has had better luck in recent years, and Our Lady of the Sacred Heart um, defensively has been pretty strong. For Cherry, yes, they lost a game earlier this year to Carmichael's, and they bounced back with a big win over Chartier's Houston. But, you know, I again, I just it's one of those feelings. I can't explain it, but I have a feeling that Ols is going to get the win. In our Class 1A Big 7 Conference Game of the Week it is my pick for Game of the Week overall in Class 1A. Laurel is at Union. Laurel is 2-1 and one on the year. Only loss coming into Shannock, and they've beat up New Brighton and Mohawk to this point. And Union three and one, three game winning streak for the Scotties. Laurel has been a top team in Class One A for pretty much the duration of the season. And uh, well, Laurel last week, you 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 look at you look at that game two weeks ago, I should say, because Laurel didn't play last week. Um, Laurel had a tremendous game, and it was all led by one player, that being Landon Smith. Landon Smith rushing for 261 yards on just 13 carries against Mohawk. Is he going to do the same against Union? Well, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tougher than it was against Mohawk um, because I do think Union's a better team. But Laurel, I still think, gets the win over Union. Union's still going to have a really good season. Don't get me wrong. They've surprised a lot of people. But uh, I think Laurel is going to be too much in this one. Now moving to Class 2A and starting the Midwestern Conference. This is my pick for overall 2A game of the week. Beaver Falls travels to Nishanik. Beaver Falls was a heavy favorite in the Midwestern Conference. They're 3-1. Nishanik undefeated. And uh, Nishanik... Offensively has been strong. Defensively, eh, shaky at times. Beaver Falls still waiting for you know that breakout game. Beaver Falls, yes, in the last two weeks, outscoring opponents ninety-two to six. But that's against a knock team that's winless and a New Brighton team that's winless. Um, so you you should be able to take care of games like that. Um, Beaver Falls in the Shannock. See. I'm not as sold as everyone else was at the beginning of the year on Beaver Falls, and I've really liked what Nishanik has shown, and I think the offense of Nishanik wins out, and I'm picking the Lancers. I, would I be surprised at all if Beaver Falls gets the win? Absolutely not. There, There's a reason why they made the championship game last year, and they got a lot of pieces back. But until Beaver Falls has that breakout game, I'm still sticking with Nishanik in this one. Our Century Conference game of the week Keystone Oaks travels to Stowe Rocks to take on the Vikings. 
Still Rocks putting up a hilarious 82 points last week against Charleroi. Keystone Oaks dropping down to 2A. They're 3-1. They just beat Waynesburg Central 47-13. And even though Still Rocks is 1-2, I really like their chances in Class 2A, and I like their chances tonight. I think Still Rocks gets the win over Keystone Oaks. And our Class 2A Allegheny Conference Game of the Week, Steel Valley at Ligonier Valley. I think this. I think Steel Valley right now is head and shoulders above everybody else in Class 2A, and that's not a knock on Ligonier Valley. They're a good team, three and one on the season. They're three and zero on the road, but um, lost to Greensburg Salem at home. And I think Steel Valley is better than Greensburg Salem, so um, Steel Valley I think is going to take this one. Our non-conference game of the week in Class 3A. Bell Vernon travels to Thomas Jefferson. Um, yes, it's being hosted by a 4A school, so therefore it should be a Class 4A game of the week. But let's be honest, this this is a rivalry between Bell Vernon and TJ. It's gone back several years ever since Bell Vernon rose to prominence um, back in 2017 as a tr- as a legitimate threat to Thomas Jefferson, and last year. Bell Vernon got the sweep over Thomas Jefferson, led by Devin Whitlock. He's no longer there. Quentin Martin is. Thomas Jefferson, they got Jordan Mayer back. Um, and a young offense. TJ will always be a threat, even though they're not what they were. But I think Bell Vernon is too much right now. And I think Bell Vernon gets back on track. Yes, I picked Bell Vernon in each of the last four weeks. I know. Am I a Bell, am I a Bell Vernon fan? Maybe, <laughs> but it's hard not to like what Bell Vernon has coming back. Class 3A, only one conference is playing conference games. It's the Western Hills, and our game of the week, South Park travels to Avonworth. Um, South Park coming off of a defeat to Beaver. They're 1-3. Avonworth 3-1. They shut out Hopewell last week 50 to nothing. I think this one's pretty obvious. Avonworth's going to get the win in this one. In our Class 4A games of the week, starting in first in the Parkway Conference, this is my pick for game of the week in Class 4A. West Allegheny travels to Freedom High School to take on the Aliquip Equips. Now, a little bit of a history lesson. Um, last time these two teams got together was 1990. Aliquippa was the number one team in the state at the time. Aliquippa, a lot of people now would say, is the number one team in the state of Pennsylvania, just based off of the defense. Offense has been good, but the defense has been special, let's be honest. Um, They're facing West Day. West Day ended up getting the win over Aliquippa. That's an Aliquippa team that the any Whippeal historians out there remember. That team had Chico Williams and a little-known player named Ty Law. So... Am I saying history is going to repeat itself? Not necessarily. But this is a matchup that I've been looking forward to a lot. Um, West Allegheny has been a rise to prominence since dropping down from Class 5A to 4A. Back where it belongs, quite frankly. And uh, Aliquippa, we all know the success of Aliquippa. Um, The defense has been, um, been incredible holding North Catholic, who is a very good team in 4A, and Montour, who's had some offensive struggles but is still no slouch. 
Um, holding both of those teams to negative yardage. Matter of fact, for the season, Aliquippa has held its first three opponents to one rushing yard. One. Good Lord. (laughs) When was the last time that's happened, let alone on a 4A level? Um, Now... I'm not going to pick a winner in this one because I'm affiliated with West Allegheny. It wouldn't be fair um, for me to pick between West Day and Aliquippa. Um, But I will say this. Whoever wins the time of possession, point blank, is going to win this game. Aliquippa has possessed the ball a lot. West Allegheny last week dominated the time of possession against Newcastle. And while it was 52 points, 519 yards, against Newcastle it was a quiet 519 yards cuz there wasn't really a there wasn't really like long runs galore there was a few of them sure but it was a lot of positive net gains for West A whoever wins the town possession is going to win this game i'm going to leave it at that class 4A greater allegheny conference game of the week armstrong travels to hampton armstrong 3 and 1 on the season Coming off of a 49-7 win over Freeport, Hampton is 2-2, two and two, bounced back with a 38-0 romp of Kiske. Um, Armstrong is a top team in Class 4A, led by Caden Olson. Hampton last year was a top team in 4A. Um, they, were, they were a top seed in 4A, and a quiet top seed at that. Um, but Armstrong, I think... Too much coming back, too much returning, and Armstrong will get the win on the road at Hampton. Big 7 Conference Game of the Week is Trinity at McKeesport. The question here is the status of Bobby Boyd. Um, Now, McKeesport, for the next three weeks, not necessarily cakewalks, but games on paper you would think McKeesport should handle. Trinity this week, Ringgold next week, Connellsville in two weeks, before a Week 7 non-conference showdown with Gateway. Keep that in mind when when talking about the status of Bobby Boyd. But here's the thing. McKeesport can do enough damage without Bobby Boyd. Um, so, with and regardless of if Bobby Boyd plays against Trinity or not, I still think McKeesport wins, and McKeesport will win comfortably. Class 5A non-conference game of the week is a game that I'm announcing, actually. I'm, I'm on the uh, public address announcing for this game tonight. Cannon McMillan travels to South Fayette. And to me, whenever I study these two teams, Cannon Mac and South Fayette are a contrast of styles. Cannon Mac is, or South Fayette, I should say, is more flashy. South Fayette will... They rely more on their skill than Cannon Mac does. Cannon Mac has a great one-two punch. Jake Casper has been a dominant force in Class 6A running the ball. He has 552 yards rushing um, thus far. And if I'm not mistaken, um, he is the – yes, he is. He's the rushing leader for Class 6A. At 552 yards. Second place behind him, Amari Shields from Central Catholic at 337. So, Casper has burst onto the scene this season for Cannon Mack. Um, 
And also, you got a good passing game. Mike Evans and Austin Winkleblech have combined for one of the deadliest combos uh, aerial-wise in the WPIAL. And South Fayette, they have some athletes all over the field. Um, they got Nico Lamont back at quarterback. They put up a lot of points against Peters Township. Um, and they got Nate Deans. You got Dom Mons. Um, a really good receiving core at South Fayette. So, to me... It's a contrast of styles. Uh, not going to pick a winner again because I'm announcing the game. I, I, I've made a rule for myself. Any game that I'm affiliated with or any game that I'm announcing, I'm not going to pick a winner. But um, it's a contrast of styles, and whoever can play their tempo the best will win this game. Simple as that. Class 5A games of the week. First in the Northeast Conference, we have North Hills and Penn Hills. North Hills is 0-4, which is a little bit of a surprise. Penn Hills 3-1 on a three-game winning streak after losing Week 0 to Seneca Valley. Beat Norwin 26-7, beat Moon last week 35-0, but the win of the year comes against Pine Richland 33-28. And uh, North Hills, I'm I'm going out on a limb and saying they're the best 0-4 team in the WPIAL right now. Um... It, to me, a surprising 0-4 and, and a pretty close 0-4 if you ask me. Um, the only game that was really not close was Upper St. Clair. Bethel Park, 12 points. Okay, not bad. Losing by three to Gateway. Okay. I mean, Gateway is a top team in 5A. And yes, they were shut out by Woodland Hills, but the defense held them to 14 points. And Woodland Hills is hard to get a gauge on right now. Um, North Hills is waiting for that breakout game. Um, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, but I'm sticking with Penn Hills in this one. Penn Hills got a last second win last year. Could potentially see similar results tonight against North Hills. Class 5A game of the week overall comes from the Big East Conference. Penn Trafford travels to Hemfield. Um, now... Hemfield is off to a dream start. They're probably the biggest surprise in the WPIAL. They dropped from 6A to 5A, and Hemfield has has demolished the competition thus far. But here's my question. Who's the best team that they've played? I mean, let's look at let's compare the schedules first of all between Hemfield and Penn Trafford. Hempfield's schedule, yes, they won by a lot in all their games. But let's look. Greensburg-Salem, they're 3-1, and one, but they're in Class 3A. And they've had some issues with Derry, for example, who is winless. You have Connellsville, who historically has been not good. They're 1-3, the only win coming against Albert Gallatin, who left the WPIAL. Um, Latrobe, 49-14 winners. Latrobe's 2-2. Two and two. They gave TJ a fight, yes, but Latrobe historically has not been the best. They're on the rise. Okay, so Latrobe's probably the best team that they've played. And Shaler, they're 2-2 two and two with uh, a big win against Plum, a close win against Hamp- uh, Hampton, and a loss to Butler. Okay, so I have mixed feelings about Hempfield's schedule. Let's look at Penn Trafford's schedule. 
Cannon Mac won by seven, but it was not as close as the score predicts. Cannon Mac is one of the best. Is I mean, yes, there's five teams in Class Six A, but Cannon Mac would compete in any classification. McKeesport's my number one team in Four A. Yes, they lost, but still, that's I still think that McKeesport would beat any of the teams that that Hempfield have played. Woodland Hills, um, big winners over them. And Belvernon, the number one team in 3A, and at one point, the number one team by Max Preps in the state. They won by one last week and a last-second uh, score by Conlon Green. I mean, when you look at strength of schedule, I think Penn Trafford blows it away. And Penn Trafford's been tested more than Hempfield has. Um, so, with that said, Penn Trafford wins. Is it going to be ugly? Not necessarily. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 42-28. Penn Trafford wins, and our Allegheny Six Conference game of the week is a battle of unbeaten's. Peters Township versus Upper Saint Clair. Um, the Panthers have looked really good through the first four games of the season. Peters Township has surprised some people. Had the biggest win by my recollection in program history to start the year against Fox Chapel. Um, defense has let up a little bit. 27 to Seneca Valley, 28 to South Fayette. Yeah, they beat Trinity 38-14. Um, Upper St. Clair, though, has been on a roll. Uh, beat Norwin by 36, beat North Hills by 30, beat Baldwin by 39, and beat Fox Chapel by 42. Now, credit, strength of schedule, using that argument as we did against Penn Trafford Hempfield, I would say goes to Peters Township. Because realistically, the best team I think that Upper St. Clair has played is North Hills. And North Hills is, is winless. Peters Township beat a Seneca Valley team that a lot of people were predicting to go to the 6A championship. Uh, South Ed has been good. Trinity has been pretty decent. Fox Chapel has struggled. So, um, I mean, Peters Township wins the strength of schedule battle. Um, this is by far the toughest test Upper St. Clair has faced. Um, if, if put it this way, if you held a gun up to my head and told me to pick one of these teams, I'm sticking with Peters Township. Yes, it's on the road, and I'm expecting this to be a close game. But I, I really like what Peters Township has shown. Upper St. Clair, yes, they have athletes, and Upper St. Clair is probably one of the favorites uh, in 5A. But strength of schedule and new faces on the scene for Peters Township. Um, I think Peters Township gets the win in a close one. And finally, our Class 6A game of the week, North Allegheny travels to Central Catholic. Um, It's funny because in 6A, everyone was talking about Central Catholic. Everyone was talking about Seneca Valley as the top two teams in Class 6A. No one really has been talking about North Allegheny, and I'm one of those people that's guilty of it. Um, Central, look at their Whippeal opponents, because you can't compare out of out of Whippeal opponents between St. Edward, Ohio, and Philadelphia, Abraham Lincoln. Um, beat Bethel Park by nine, lost to Mount Lebanon by one. North Allegheny, looking at WPIL opponents, Ken and Mack beat them by 14, but again, not as close as the score predicts. And they demolished Baldwin at home last week, 53-7. 
Um, NA, I think, is more battle-tested. I think that, um, I mean, this is a battle between two of the best junior classes in the WPIL. These junior classes have been very, very good. Um, but in this one, and it's so unpredictable. Like, 6A is so unpredictable that you can pick any of these teams and not be made to look like a fool, put it that way. Um, between these two, though, I'm going with Central Catholic. Um, Central Catholic, you know, again, they're they're waiting for that signature win. Haven't got it yet, um, but I think Central Catholic gets it tonight and beats a an undefeated North Allegheny team and solidifies Central Catholic once again as a top team in Class 6A. But that'll do it for this week's edition of the Whip You Whip Around. And uh, not to mention, too, a uh, little bit of breaking news, I guess you could say. We're going to do we're gonna now do two episodes per week. So come back on Pittsburgh Sports Now early next week where we recap everything that happened in, in Friday and Saturday's games. And we'll take a look at big upsets, big stories, big news. Whatever the case may be, whatever happened Friday, we're talking about it early next week. So that'll be coming up next week, along with the typical Friday episode of the Whippy a Whip Around. Thanks for joining me. Follow me on Twitter at Ross two underscores EYE. And uh, also be sure to give Pittsburgh Sports Now a follow um, as well. You can follow them at PGH Sports Now. I'm Brandon Rossi. And I'll see you next time.